Thank you for speaking us to, to us through the Word and by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for opening the eyes of our understanding, flooding our spirits with light, strengthening our hearts. Lord, speak to us. Show us things to come. Reveal to us that which needs to be revealed. We open our hearts, for we are folks that have ears to hear and receptive hearts. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. God's good, isn't He? God is so good to us. I've heard someone say recently, we're so blessed that the blessed people call us blessed. In Jeremiah 29, 11, I'm going to speak to you this morning, a message called Great Expectations. This is the second part. If you missed last Sunday morning, make sure that you go online and get it or get the CD. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. I'm glad he's got plans for us. He's not given up on us, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Of course, Brenda was exhorting this morning by the Spirit. And faith faces the future with great hope. I declare over our lives that the future is bright. And one thing we don't want to do is we do not want to go into 2019 allowing our past to shape our future. So as we let go of the past and face our future with great expectation, we can expect God to do awesome things in our life. You know, that's what Paul did. Here's what Paul said. He said, you know, I don't consider myself to have apprehended. He said, but this one thing I'm doing for sure. I'm forgetting those things which are behind, and I'm pressing and I'm reaching unto those things which are before. And in verse 14, he says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I declare over your life that you have a high calling upon your life. You are called. You are called to walk in the Word. You are called to walk in the Spirit. You are called to walk in love. You are called to walk in the light, even as He is in the light. You are the called. Hallelujah. So answer the call and say, Here I am, Lord. I'll walk in the Word. I'll walk in love. I'll walk in the light. I'll walk in close fellowship with you. So as you answer the call, saith the Lord, I go before you and open up great and mighty doors. Hallelujah. Great things are out there ahead. So just walk down my path and my path will take you right to it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So we said last week then that our expectation... Our level of expectation will determine the level of our life. Of course, He's raised you up and made you sit together with Him in heavenly places. See, God's raised us up to a level that's not based on our qualifications. It's not based on our past track record or education or our good looks or our lack thereof. But this upward call is based on His grace. Amen? Thank God it's based on the grace of God. And here's what Jesus said. He said, according to your faith, so be it to you. We could say it this way. According to your expectation, so be it unto you. Now, Abraham was a great example of a man that had high expectations. 
he left the level of a natural expectation and he came up to a high level of a godly hope and a godly expectation based on what God had said to him. See, when Abraham was almost 100 years old, God came to Abraham and he said, you are the father of many nations. Oh, what a word. And Abraham, now notice here in verse 18 of Romans chapter 4. And Abraham, who against natural hope, believed in hope. That's the higher hope. That's the higher expectation. That's confidence. That he might become the father of many nations. Now he did this according to that which was spoken. In other words, what God had said to him. So shall thy seed be. And be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body. He could have, but he didn't. He chose not to consider his own body. And he chose to consider what God has said. Amen. And then... When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Could Abraham, could Abraham, Abraham been moved by what he saw? Could he have been moved by what he felt? Absolutely. He could have staggered, but he chose not to stagger. And you could stagger, but you can make a choice not to stagger. Especially when you've got the promises of God. All the, I hear the Lord just singing in my heart. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but instead of staggering, he started praising. Praising is a major key to keep you out of staggering. Hallelujah. He was staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. I think we as a church ought to give glory to God for the joy of generosity. All the glory, all the praise, all the glory, all the praise be to our good God. Woo, hallelujah. We could have staggered. We could have considered. Some of us did, but thank God, God is merciful. And He will strengthen you in whatever you face by His glory and by His grace if you will give glory to God. Now here's the verse I wanted you to see. In verse 21, and being fully persuaded. Now being fully persuaded is not being partially persuaded. Abraham got full of the promise and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Now listen very carefully. It is God's part to perform his promise. Our part is to get fully persuaded of his promise. And as we're fully persuaded of his promise and believe it in our heart and say it with our mouth, he watches over his promises to perform it on our behalf. Amen. Amen. Say it with me. God's watching. God's looking. He's watching over his word to perform a grand performance in my life. 
stand still. Be fully persuaded. And stand still. And enter into rest. And look and see what the Lord shall do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is working on your situation right now. He's working in your body. He's working in your finances. He's going before you to connect you to divine favor. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Be still, be still, be still. Enter into my rest. Let go and let me, says the Lord. Amen. Now notice this in verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. I believe that he was fully expecting because he was fully persuaded by the promise. Now listen, he's the father of faith and he's an example of faith to you and to me. Abraham had the promise. You have 66 books full of promises. We are not people that are promiseless. We are people, oh, glory to God. We are people of covenant. We are people of great promise. So here's what you need to do. Find the scriptures. Find the promises that cover your case. You know, if it's fear, God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. If it's lack, your God supplies all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If it's sorrow, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying find the promises. Find the promises. It's one thing for me to preach to you the promises, but it's another thing for you to find them yourself, meditate on them, live them, speak them, and let God do His Word. Amen? So find the promises and be fully persuaded by them. And here's what will happen. Expectation will soar. It'll soar. So here's what I'm saying to you today. Maintain in 2019 an attitude, a disposition of expectancy. And, and even expect the unexpected. Now I know that sounds a little out there, but let me just tell you what expecting the unexpected means. What it means is this. It is a phrase coined to imply that you can expect to be surprised. You can expect to be surprised. Amen. Surprise, surprise. God is the God of surprises. But your expectancy is a key to that. Now look with me at Isaiah 55 verse 8. You got a few more moments this morning? Isaiah 55, verse 8. It says here now, My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. In other words, His thoughts are higher. His thoughts are more advanced. And He's given us the Holy Spirit to put on the inside of us His thoughts. But now, 
if we choose to live out of this up here, we will never tap into the higher thoughts that he's given to us down here. If we choose to live out of our head and ignore our heart, it's tantamount to ignoring the Spirit of God, for He lives in our heart. And He is the one who leads us and guides us into all the truth. So He said, Now my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. The message translation says this, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. The NLT says it this way. My thoughts are not like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Glory to God. Above, exceeding above. All that we can dare ask or think. Or even imagine, according to God's power working in us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so what we want to make sure that we don't do this year is we do not want to limit Him. Here's where the limiter comes from. The limits are here. But in Christ Jesus, there are no limits. There's no limits to His goodness upon your life. There are no limits and no boundaries to what He will do in you and for you and through you. We must not limit Him with small thinking. We must not limit Him with small talking. What do you say? We expand, amen, on the inside and make room for the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. Now that doesn't necessarily happen overnight. But as you get in this word and as you get in the spirit and as you pray in the spirit, I'm telling you what, it'll open up a whole new world to you. Hallelujah. No limits. Don't put them in a box. I was so blessed, you know, to talk about the God of the surprises. I hadn't seen my granddaughter for over a year, the one in Branson. You know, we got two sons. One lives down there in Los Angeles. And that's Livy and, and Lucy and John and Lindy. And then James and Esther live over in Branson. And, you know, we were just minding our own business on a Monday afternoon. And we had kind of a tough day. Anybody ever had a tough day before? I mean, it wasn't anything that knocked us out, but our, our, our dryer went bum on us. And they, brought a, and they brought a dryer from the place, and the dryer they brought was bum. And so, you know, we kind of yielded to being bummed out. And, and Brenda was kind of upset. She says, well, I'm going to go to Lucky. So she went to Lucky. And then all of a sudden, I'm just minding my own business on a Monday afternoon. I get a knock on the door, and I think, who's there? I thought it was a neighbor. Opened the door. It's my son, James, my daughter-in-law, Esther, and my little granddaughter, Eden. No idea that they were going to be coming to visit us, but they came to visit us. And the good thing about it, I didn't have to pay their airfare. Hallelujah! (laughs) 
Somebody said, well, that ain't no big deal. It may not be a big deal to you, but it's a big deal to me. And it's a big deal to God. Expect the unexpected. The God of surprises is working on your case. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then here's another one. Listen up very, very carefully. Not only don't limit him, but don't try to help him out. Anybody ever try to help the Lord out before? Well, Lord, I just know you're going to do it this way. I know that you're going to use that person. I know. I just know you're going to do it this way and do that. Hey, leave all that behind and trust in Him and let God do it. Amen? Have you ever heard of a guy by the name of Naaman? Oh, he was a great, great captain of a great host, but he was a leper. And his king wanted him to be healed. And he knew that God could do something uh, for him through Israel. So he sent a letter to the king and said, I'm sending Naaman because I hear that great things can happen in your nation. And the king got nervous and said, I can't do anything for him. But there's a prophet by the name of Elisha. And so he let Elisha know that Naaman was coming down to be healed. So Naaman came down to Israel with great pomp and great circumstance. And we'll pick it up in verse 9 of 2 Kings chapter 5. Now here's my point. Don't limit God or try to help him out. Verse 9. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, Go wash in Jordan seven times. Jordan's not a clean river, it's a dirty river. And thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. And Naaman got angry. Naaman's thinking, Hey, the rivers in my home country are a lot better than Jordan. I'll just go there and dip seven times and come up clean. But God said, Go to the Jordan. You think Naaman might have had a little pride? We don't want to be too judgmental because all of us have a little too. But Naaman got hot. He was wroth. He was angry. And he said in verse 11, But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought. I thought. I thought it would surely be this way. I thought. He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and strike his hand over me and recover the leper. Listen to this phrase. I thought, surely. My brothers and sisters, that's where we get in trouble. Naaman thought he had it all figured out. You see, when we think, or when you think, surely, we could be headed for disappointment. Quit trying to figure out how, just know He will. That'll go a long way for you this year. We serve a good God who knows how. Well, eventually Naaman came to his senses. And he did, through, did so through his servant. His servant walked up to him and said, Look, if he told you to, to you know, this is easy. This is a piece of cake. Just go ahead and do it. 
So Naaman said, okay, I'll swallow my pride and did it. Guess what? Naaman got healed. But don't try to figure out how God's going to do it. Amen. Just let that sit for a minute. In Job chapter 5, verse 8, say it with me, my God is good to me, and he's the God of surprises. In Job chapter 5, verse 8, he said, I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause. In other words, I'm going to go to the Father, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to commit my cause to him. Which does, which doeth great things, verse 9, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. The NLT says it this way. He said, if I were you, I would go to God and I'd present my case to him. Now read verse 9 with me. For he does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs how many miracles? He performs countless miracles. I'm declaring over your life countless miracles. Provisional miracles, miraculous healings, healings and grace upon your life. The message translation says it this way. If I were in your shoes, I'd go straight to God. I'd throw myself over on the mercy. I'd throw myself over on the what? Mercy. Next verse. After all, he is famous. Did you know that your father is famous? After all, he is famous for great and unexpected acts. Read the rest with me. After all, your God is great. Your God is famous for unexpected acts. And there is no end to his surprises. Expect to be surprised. Expect supernatural divine favor over your life in 2019. I think we better read it again. Some of you need to get a little bit more excited here. I, I don't know. The 9 a.m. crowd outdid you today. Some of you need to get with it a little bit. Let's read it together. After all, he's famous for great and unexpected acts. There is no end. To his surprises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He loves you. And you know what? He knows what you like. And he'll work in your favor. Glory to God. No end. No end to his surprises. No end to his surprises. I prophesy no end to his surprises. No end to his breakthroughs. No end to his glory. No end to his surprises. Hallelujah. You know, James, my son in Branson, gave me a, a Christmas gift for $100 for Ticketmaster. 
It's a nice gift. Nice gift. So Thursday, you know, the, the Houston Rockets were in town. And, and that's the team that was in the, the Western, Western Finals with the Warriors last year. You, you know the Warriors, right? <laughs> and uh, so I'm thinking Thursday morning, I got $100 here. Let me look and, let me look and see what the tickets cost. Now, I, I don't want to be haughty or be a snob, but I'm not going to sit up in the nosebleeds. <laughs> you know, it, you, you got to be in good shape to get up there. <laughs> you, you got to be in good shape to go to a game these days, I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, man. So, so I'm looking, and I'm, I'm looking at the, the ticket master, and they've got these resell because they always sell out. And, you know, on the floor, it costs you about 250 bucks. I said, eh, I don't want to spend $150. We just, you know, did Christmas. Let's, let's not do that. So I said, oh, praise the Lord. So we went about our day, thir- you know, Thursday. Had a real busy day. We had this to do and that to do. And, and later in the afternoon, we were kind of tired. And so we said, well, we'll lay down and take a nap. And how many of you know nap is of God? Yes. And some of you need to wait till you get home to nap. <laughs> so we said, <laughs> come on, let's have a little fun. It's a new year. Hallelujah. Amen. Aren't you glad you didn't wake up on New Year's Day hungover? Man, we were so refreshed on New Year's Eve in this house. Glory to God. We woke up and said, let's go get some Mexican food. Amen. So we laid down, but right before we laid down, we got a text. And the text said, two tickets for pastor for tonight's game for Houston. Would you like them? And I took a step of faith and said, yes, and amen. Now, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. That's the favor of God. I had no idea that that was going to happen that day, but I'm confessing His favor upon my life every day. And if you do the same thing and expect the unexpected, the God of surprises will show up for you. Praise the Lord. Fourteen rows up from the floor. I tried to put a hoodoo on James Harden, but I couldn't do it. They ended up beating us anyway. But the God of surprises is for you. He's on you. And don't wait till the big thing to rejoice. Rejoice at the little things. Get happy. Hallelujah. Stay happy. Amen. I mean, you may go to a restaurant and someone pick up the tab for you. That's good. That's God. Wish I would have ordered more. Hallelujah. (laughs) Said me, the God of surprises is working for me. There is no end to his surprises. Glory to God. Get up on the inside and start expecting surprises. When you do, you will live in a state 
of God's favor where there is no end to his surprises. Your level of expectation determines the level of your life. Now let's look over at Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy 28. I've been speaking 28 minutes, so praise the Lord. Are we good? Someone says, I'd sure be surprised if you stopped earlier. (laughs) Glory to God. Come on, let's say glory to God. Lift up your hands and let's say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Wave of glory. A wave of favor. Glory to God. Waves and waves of glory. Waves and waves of favor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. You've been to, you've all been to a stadium before where they did the wave. And that's what I thought of. And that's what I saw. Just waves of glory. Waves of favor. Waves of glory. Waves of surprises upon all of his people. Oh, glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. If you're a candidate for waves of favor, lift up your hands and say, me too. Glory to God. Glory to God. Waves of favor. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Now, he talks about the blessings that come as a result of hearing and hearkening and doing. Everyone say hearing. Hearkening, doing, and obeying. If there's no hearing, if there's no hearkening, if there's not obeying, there will not be these blessings. Right? But I'm looking at a congregation that hears, that hearkens, that does, and that obeys. Now notice this in verse 2. And all these blessings, I'm glad he didn't say cursing. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake you, if thou shalt hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Now one translation says, they'll chase after you. You walk in God's ordained paths, you won't have to chase after the blessing, the blessing will chase after you. You'll not have to figure it out in your head. You'll just live by what God said and they'll chase you down. The word overtake there, I love this definition, means to come upon us suddenly. To come upon suddenly. We could say it this way. When the blessing of the Lord overtakes you, 
we could say that it surprises you and overwhelms you. Oh, the joy that comes from experiencing a surprise from the God of surprises. I feel a preach coming up. Can I just preach for a few moments? Can I just tell you what I feel in my heart today? Can I just tell you today that we can expect great things because He's a great God? I wish I could tell you this morning how great He is. But let me just try. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, He's called the great and the awesome God. In Genesis 15, He's your exceeding great reward. In Psalms 47, He's the great King. In Hebrews chapter 4, He is your great high priest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is your great high priest. In Psalms, He's your great deliverer. He has a great name. In Psalms 19, He gives great rewards. In Psalms 145, He lays up great goodness. In Psalm 92, He does great works. In Psalms 86, He performs great wonders. In Psalms 19, He gives great peace. In Psalms 117, He shows great kindness toward us. In Psalms 138, He gives great glory. I wish I could tell you how great He is. How great is our God? I'll tell you just a little bit more. In Jeremiah 27, He's great in power. In Jeremiah 32, He's great in counsel. In Psalm 139, the sum of His thoughts are great toward us. In Lamentations chapter 3, great is His faithfulness. In Daniel chapter 4, he performs great signs. In Joel 2, he has great armies. In Matthew 4, he gives great light. In Zechariah, he has great zeal. In the book of Jonah, he prepares a great fish, great winds, and great hopes. Amen. In Joel chapter 3, come on somebody, help me preach today. In Joel chapter 3, his coming day is called great. In Mark chapter 4, when a great storm came, he said, peace be still. And because the God who is great was in the hinder part of the ship, there was a great calm that came upon the sea. Come on, I prophesy a great calm over you. I prophesy a great peace over your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And on the day of Pentecost, there came a sound of as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. They went out into the streets, walking and leaping and praising God, and declaring the great wonders of our God. And over there in Acts chapter 4, God spoke to the early church. And I have a word for this church in Hayward today. God said, great grace is upon them all. And I say by the word of the Lord that great grace is upon your life. Great grace is upon us all in 2019. Woo! Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians, he opens great 
and effective doors. He opens great and effectual doors. Effectual doors are doors that are divinely energized by the favor of God to open for the people of God. He's opening great and effectual doors for this church in the nations of the world. In Ephesians 2, He loves us with a great love. In Hebrews 2, He worked for us a great salvation. In Revelation 18, He gives great authority. In Revelation 20, He will sit on a great white throne. And in Revelation 21, He's prepared for you and for me a great city. He's coming back on great clouds of glory. So I thought I needed to preach just for a moment. And I think it's all right with Jesus. And I think it's all right for this house to be able to speak the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our voice and thank you. Woo! Prepared a great city for you. I'm not always going to live in Union City. I'm not always going to preach in, heaven, in, in, in Hayward. But oh, thank God, there's coming a day where Jesus is going to split the eastern sky. And you and I are going to be caught up together in great clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And the one who is great, and the one who has great faithfulness would say to us this morning, Be faithful. Be faithful. The time here is short. The clock is ticking. This is the shortest thing that we'll ever do. You and I are going to live forever. We're going to live forever. And I believe this. That as Revelation says, He said, Behold, I come quickly. He's coming. He's coming. As sure as you sit in your chair today, He's coming. He could come on our drive home. Say me even so, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. But here's what He said. And behold, I come quickly. And He said, And my reward is with me. Listen, to give to every man according as his work shall be. When I go to heaven, I don't now want to see the Lord and have him say, Well, I don't want to hear, Mark, undone. I want to hear, Mark, Brenda, well done. Not half done, but well done. Somebody says, yeah, but you're a preacher. This is not a preacher verse. This is a believer verse. Listen very carefully. I'm not talking about your righteousness and your right standing with God. Understand this. When you come into the kingdom of God, righteousness is a free gift. Your right standing with God is not based upon your works. But the rewards are. There are rewards. That's right. There are rewards. 
The rewards are based on what you do while you're here. What you do with your time, what you do with your talent, and what you do with your treasures. Say with me, righteousness is a gift. Not based on my works. But the rewards that I so desire are based on my works. Now, many of you have been busy working in the kingdom. Some of you need to get busy. Since a moment ago, you were shouting, now what? Listen, there's as much of an anointing on what I'm saying now than what I said 10 minutes ago. Listen, folks, it's good to give and it's good to give money, but don't think that giving extra money is an escape clause from not serving. If God says, I want your time, I want your service, I want your time, an extra thousand dollars won't cut it. This is my 2019 message to you. (laughs) Be blessed in the city. Be blessed in the field. May you serve God with all of your heart and with all of your might so that when the king comes, he will pour out the rewards. And you know what? I'm persuaded of every one of you that you're going to do the will of God from your heart every day of your life. Is this okay today? Let's stand up and give God some praise. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's have some background music if we could. Amen. This service is about to close. I know I preached a little extra, but are you glad to be in church today? How many of you are open to godly surprises? Hallelujah. Put your hand over your heart and say, Heavenly Father, I receive your word today. And I'll not just hear your word, but I will be a doer thereof. And in doing your word, I shall be blessed in my doing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Help me, Lord. I know you've blessed me that I could be a blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Smile real big. Praise God. Shake hands with your neighbor. Amen.